Welcome back to the Young Adult Audio Novel Podcast. I am reading from the original novel, The Immortal Mage Chronicles. This book is not published anywhere. I got it directly from the author, so you will only be able to listen to this here. I do have a Facebook page at YA Audio Podcast. Check that out. And without further ado, let's get started. This is chapter four, so I have a secret. Abigail clutches her phone to her chest and smirks as she heads to her next class that she shares with Leo. He's already texting away on his phone as he sits in the far back corner of the class. Taking an empty seat beside him, she places her bags by her feet and leans in close. So. Abriel shakes her phone in a taunting manner. Leo merely lifts an eyebrow. Well, I'm not going to guess. Leo deadpans. Abigail drops her smirk and places it with an annoyed expression instead. (sighs) Fine. When Calissa abruptly left homeroom, Abigail shows images she took on her phone. She went and met up with some man. They look close by the way he's touching her shoulder. Leo grabs the phone and looks through the pictures. The man is tall. He looks as if he's known Calissa, maybe even for a long time, because her body is at ease. Even when the man places a hand on her shoulder, Leo shakes his head and doesn't want to assume anything, so he gives back the phone. But it does leave an unsettled curiosity in the pit of his stomach. These photos mean nothing. Leo tries to sound convincing. Besides, she can talk to whomever she wants. I've known her for like a week. If she's new to the area, like she said... Then how does she meet tall, dark, and handsome here? Abigail weighs her phone. It's a good question. One Leo would like the answer to, but decides not to poke around. He doesn't know Calissa. Not really. Granted, they just met. However, he is intrigued by her. He's definitely interested. She seems different. Not like any girl around here. And that's something he's looking for. He wants to get to know her more. To help her. Shit, when she had a panic attack randomly, he was freaked out. But he needs to know why she has them. How much damage has her mother truly done to this girl? It's a sad tale. A young girl born into a mage family with little power. She's normal, like most of the people in the world. However, her mother couldn't tolerate that. So the woman tried to beat her daughter into being something the child could never be. It's a harsh way to grow up. Knowing that your mother will always hate you for something you can't control. Are you even listening? Abigail shrieks. Leo blinks and shakes his head. I'm telling you, Leo, this girl is hiding some massive secrets. Don't trust her so blindly. Class is about to start. Just chill, Leo settles on saying. 
He doesn't know what Abigail's deal is, but he certainly won't allow Abigail's hatred to interfere with him getting to know Calissa more. Not even Zinc will be able to stand in his way. Class starts, and Leo only pays half attention. His mind keeps drifting back to the photos Abigail took, and he really does wonder who that man is. The issue is, he doesn't have her number. Not yet. So, to keep his mind at peace, he decides to send a hopeful text to Zinc to see if the man had Calissa's number by any chance, considering the two of them seem to be have gotten pretty close. Zinc responds with Calissa's number, and the jester is welcoming, yet annoying at the same time. Leo should have had it first. Still, nonetheless, Leo texts her, asking who the man was that Abigail captured. Calissa doesn't respond back. And he wipes a hand down his face as he tries to pay attention in class. Too busy worried that he stepped over the boundaries with Calissa. By the time he decides to just forget the photos altogether, the bell is ringing. He and Abigail leave the classroom, and as they head down the first corridor, Calissa is stalking up to them. Her tan face seems a bit red, like maybe she's angry or flustered. She's walking fast, and she stops in front of Leo and Abigail. Uh, hey, Calissa. Leo greets with his normal smile. He's glad to see that she's doing better. He was worried earlier. You look better. Leo, the man I was with is a family friend from Wyoming. Calissa starts explaining herself. I was shocked he was here. He said he did a tracker spell on me because he was worried. I wasn't home and he just found out that my grandmother sent me away and that she was sick. He wanted to make sure that I was okay. Really? Abigail deadpans. She doesn't believe this chick for a second. So why did he, why didn't he just call you? Why didn't your grandmother explain to him what was going on? Leo hates to admit there are some good points in there from Abigail. I asked him the same questions. Calissa admits he didn't respond with an answer. Just avoided the questions that went on verifying if I was okay. He's always been like that though. Treats me like a daughter since my father is dead. I'll call my grandmother tonight to see what is up. It is a bit alarming that he just came and found me outside. Now Leo is worried. Please, could you come up with a better lie? Abigail groans. This girl is spilling lies from her pores at this point. She refuses to believe anything that Calissa says. Look, Calissa sighs. I don't have to prove myself to you. And I'm done trying. I don't need to answer any of your questions or please you. My mother hates me. My grandmother is dying and I get panic attacks. Adding keep Abigail off my ass of, to my list of things to worry about is just not applicable. You're right. Oil interrupts to say she is correct. Calissa has a lot to worry about and Abigail isn't helping. Look. She answered your question, so just let it go, Abigail. Whatever issues you have, they are yours alone. Leave Calissa in peace. But Abigail wants to say more, but Leo looks serious and people are watching. She huffs and said, Thanks, Leo. Calissa smiles. We should have the same class together now, right? Walk together? 
Leah jumps at the chance and offers his elbow. Calissa laughs and shakes her head as he shrugs with a smile. Worth a shot. Leading the way to class, Leah pauses when he sees Calissa whispering into Abigail's ear. The red head looks livid and Calissa just smiles as they keep walking together. Uh, should I be concerned? Leo refers to the dress gesture he just witnessed. No, Calissa laughs. I was feeling bold, so I told her to chill it a bit. Ah. Leo seems convinced and drops the subject. Meanwhile, Abigail is still shocked and she stands in the middle of the hallway. Calissa just whispered, This is your only warning to drop it. It wasn't what she said, but how she said it. That is leaving Abigail with goosebumps. The words were cold and sinister. If Abigail is convinced of one thing, it's the fact that she was right all along. Calissa is not telling the truth. And there is more to this girl than a simple maroon mage from Wyoming. If Abigail does nothing else, she'll expose Calissa for the lying piece of trash she is. Abigail goes to the rest of her classes in a funk. Instead of dinner, she grabs Lierre and Safrina and meets with them in one of the empty lab rooms. Lierre seems interested in Abigail's scheme, but Safrina is doubtful. The answer is no. Safrina deadpans automatically. You don't even know what I'm going to ask. Abigail stomps her right foot. Doesn't really matter, Safrina squints her eyes. I know you, and thus I know that whatever it is that you're planning means you're up to no good. That's not fair, Abigail protests, despite Safrina being correct. I just want to try out a true spell. On who? Safrina questions next. Calissa, perhaps? Abigail refuses to answer the accusatory question. (sighs) Look... Safrina sounds tired. I like Calissa, or at least Zinx and Leo both do. Stop this vendetta because you're secretly in love with Leo. Shocker, he doesn't care about you that way. Safrina stands and leaves before Abigail can even protest. Denial on the tip of her tongue. Eh, I'll help you, Lear shrugs. I don't really see anything wrong with Calissa, but your instincts are usually spot on. Abigail sags her shoulders and released. In relief, at least she has one friend that's willing to help. Thank you. Abigail shows her gratitude. Doing a truth spell works better with three people, but two should be fine. Oh, when I was in her earlier, I already scoped out all the supplies that we'll need. Oyer just sits and laughs at herself as she watches her friend run around the lab room gathering supplies. A vowel here, some herbs there, a spell book from under a desk, and bam, a spell is awaiting them. Lier knows why Abigail is going so hard on this girl, Calissa. It's because Leo was so hooked. It makes Abigail nervous that this time might just be the time the boys look the boy looks to another and never looks back. Abigail has been head over heels in love with Leo since the age of 13. When they were 13 and went to the fall dance together, Abigail had kissed Leo and told him she liked him. He laughed and said friends don't kiss friends and that he liked her too. Oblivious to her heartbreak, he truly meant that he cared about her as a friend. So now Abigail loves from afar. 
too afraid to put herself out there again, only to get rejected once more. Not being able to openly love Leo means she hates anyone who might be able to express their feelings for the team, especially if the feelings are returned. Abigail can be quite vindictive when she wants. Lear wouldn't want to be in Kalisha's shoes, that's for sure. All right, I'm ready, Abigail calls out, and Lear yawns as she saunters up to the table. A vowel with blue liquid is poured into a bowl, and another bowl with some green-colored liquid, which also gets poured into the bowl. Some leaves roots get grounded up with a mortar and pestle, which also gets their own name. Now Abigail's holding out her right hand. Repeat after me, Abigail tells Lear, who shrugs as she agrees. Es verbies constantes effecti, es er ore principio tibi decimius. Abigail speaks. Lear giggles as she repeats the phrase. <laughs> Did you use Google Translate? Lear <laughs> can't help but laugh. Shush! Abigail opens one eye to glare. The flush on Abigail's face lets Lear know that's exactly where the other team got the words. Concentrate, Abigail demands with a huff. Lear stifles the rest of her chuckles, and she repeats a horribly translated laughter. <laughs> we could have done this in English. <laughs> Lear whispers before Abigail full on glares. This is never going to work because of you, Abigail snips. <clears throat> The teen complains, but she stops chanting so Lear counts it as a win. Abigail takes everything and pours it into a cup before swallowing it. The taste is a bit fruity, surprisingly, and she abruptly burps after finishing it all. Oh, gross. Lear wrinkles her nose. Shut up. Abigail's face flushes. I didn't know that was going to happen. Placing the cup on the table, Abigail rubs her stomach and looks to Lear of curiosity. Hmm, I wonder if it works. Lear looks uncertain, so Abigail pushes on. <laughs> I'm sure it did. Lear responds absentmindedly, and she decides her nails are far more interesting. Abigail smirks as an idea crosses her mind. Hmm. So, Lear, last summer, when we were all playing Seven Minutes in Heaven, you and Leo were locked in the closet together. You always said the two of you never did anything. But is it true? Abigail arches an eyebrow and Lear's face grows hot. Her lips are smashed together and without her approval they start spilling out information. Yes, we kiss and he touched my boobs. Lear places a hand over her mouth and stares at Abigail in shock. Abigail glares and Lear swears the teen's red hair is flaming fire right now. It didn't mean anything, Lear continues quietly. Is that supposed to make me feel better? Abigail shrieks completely livid now. Hey, you should be happy to know the spell worked. Lear redirects the hatred. Focus all that anger on Calissa. She's the one Leo is gaga for, not me. Lear isn't even sure if this is the spell talking or her, but she blurts out what she feels anyways. It's such a weird feeling not being able to control what you say. How often do we live do we lie in our everyday life? Sometimes it's a small lie, like saying, I'm fine, when everything feels like it's falling apart. Then there are the big lies. There are sometimes a necessity, like, yes, I love my job, or, no, honey, I didn't cheat on you. 
She doesn't like being held hostage to the truth. <sighs> You're right. Abigail speaking brings Leah out of her thoughts. I'm going to find Calissa now and expose her for the liar she is. As Abigail prepares to find Calissa, Trevor is in headmistress Truman's office. He runs his fingers through his blonde hair to keep strands from falling in his face as his right leg shakes six ups and down. Puffing out a sigh, Mrs. Truman wraps her nails on the desk. Can you stop shaking your leg? Mrs. Truman stops tapping her nails in order to reprimand. Her hazel eyes are narrowed into a glare. Trevor swallows as he sits up in a haste and places both hands in his lap like a scolded child. Sorry, Trevor apologizes, feeling completely nervous. It's just... I told you, I think students are going missing and you never responded. I'm processing, Headmistress responds with an attitude. Trevor sinks in his seat and resists the urge to shake his right leg once more. What proof do you have? Um, well, Georgia Hunts never showed up to school. Trevor starts naming people. Her roommate, Barbara Young, confirmed this. Then there's Gaga Ringer, who also missing. Um, today in the hallway overheard that three nineteen-year-olds are missing people as well. Students skip all the time, hardly anything to be concerned about. Headmistress dismisses quickly. True, Trevor says slowly. But the students going missing are all top scholars in color oranges or reds. Now, tell me there isn't a problem. The room grows quiet and cold. And Trevor holds firm in his conviction. Had Mrs. Truman's left eye twitches briefly before she plashes on a fake smile. Thank you for bringing this to my attention, she starts to say as she stands, mobile phone in hand. I'll be sure to look into this. Trevor can't help but feel as if he's being dismissed. But it is what it is. He's done his part. And he'll still be working on this in private. He has to find out what's happening to the students and why haven't any parents reported their children missing yet. What is going on? As Trevor leaves the headmistress's office, Abigail is searching the grounds high and low, trying to find Calissa. She shouts in frustration as she can't seem to find the team anywhere. Annoyed, she heads to the cafeteria where Leo seems to be about to leave. Oh! Abigail slides next to Leo and steals a f leftover fry. It's still warm. I can't find Calissa anywhere, and I wanted to ask her a question. This is getting old. Leo looks to Abigail, and his blue eyes do reflect a hint of tiredness. Do you really not trust her? Because I like her, and you being a bully isn't okay. Even if I didn't like her, your behavior is still not okay. Leo's a type to always be in the background, letting the world happen without trying to stop it. But when he sees wrong, he has to speak out. I have this feeling she's lying about something important or dangerous, Abigail stresses. My gut feelings are never wrong. You all just trust her so easily. It's annoying. When we all met at 13, we all trusted each other immediately as well. Leo reminds her, why is it okay for us and not for Calissa? She's had a bad hand out, and if, she, and if she's keeping some secrets, then that's for her to keep. Why should she disclose everything to people she's known for a week? Abigail bites on her bottom lip because Leo is speaking truth. However, Abigail refuses to be sensible about all this. 
She has a bad feeling that Calissa could be their downfall, and she wants to stay far away from the teen. On top of that, Leo seems to be attracted to Calissa, which is disturbing and unacceptable. Look, Abigail starts to bargain. I've done a true spell. You what? Leo shouts, shh. Abigail tries to quiet him as people look, hush. I did a true spell, and it worked on Lier. She told me about your incident in the closet last year. She knows she's getting off topic, but she can't help herself. Hey, she's the one who said we couldn't tell anyone. Leo shakes his head. It's not like it meant anything. Then why did you do it? Abigail states before she can think clearly. She shakes her head and says, look, that's not even the point right now. The thing is, I did a true spell. And I'm going to use it on Calissa. If she's not hiding anything dangerous, then I'll drop it. I'm not going to be a part of this. Leo shakes his head, despite really wanting Abigail to get more information on Calissa. It's just not morally right. I'm not going to ruin her trust by performing a spell on her. More importantly, I wouldn't want to be friends with a person who thinks that that's okay to do. Leo stands and grabs his belongings as he exits the cafeteria, leaving a dumbfounded Abigail in his wake. She really wants to still go to Calissa and do the true spell on her, but she doesn't want to lose Leo in the process. Huffing, Abigail goes to get some food and eats by herself. She takes this time to think of another plan, one that leaves her both with glee and annoyance. She's going to have Leo take Calissa on a date to distract the teen, while Abigail goes and investigates Calissa's room. Knowing she needs to get Leo on board, she goes to his dorm and knocks on the door. Zinc opens up, only wearing briefs, and leaves the room for her to enter. Bro, Abigail's here. And leaves room for her to enter. Bro, Abigail's here. Zinc calls out as Abigail enters. <laughs> I can see. Will chuckles. The room is just an open space with two beds, two desks, and TV dressers. Will can easily see anyone who enters the room. Listen. Abigail sits on the black office chair and turns to face Leo. You don't want me to do the true spell on Calissa? Fine. What? Zinc acts surprised. Later, Abigail waves him off. So how about this? You go on a date. Friendly PG-13 date with Calissa while I snip around her room. No. Leo answers quickly. But this gives you an excuse to date Calissa and allows me to squash my curiosity. Abigail counters. I promise not to disturb her room. And if she asks, I'll admit I snuck in. This is solely on me. I just want to see if she's dangerous or not. If her room is clean, I promise to leave it be. Leo really wants to say no, but a part of him can't help but want to jump at this opportunity to ask Calissa on a date. Get to know her more. He bites on his bottom lip. Bro, this sounds like a bad idea, Zinc warns. As soon as she finds out what you've done, she's going to be upset. I'll explain I twisted your arm. Abigail glares at Zinc. Besides, what if it turns out I am right and there's something seriously up with this girl? Do you want to be known as the people who just sat by blindly doing nothing? Zinc shakes his head and looks to the ground. Well, Trevor did say people have gone missing. Zinc starts to reflect on his friend's warning. See? 
Abigail jumps at this. She comes to the school and people go missing. So let me do this, please. Zink looks to Leo and shrugs. Abigail smirks at this because she knows she's won. She'll find out what Calissa is hiding one way or another. All right, fine. Leo finally agrees. Good. Abigail leans back in the chair and crosses her legs. She can't wait to watch Calissa fall.